on this week's episode of Well, My Family's Perfect. What was it on Overheard LA this week? It was like, um, there was something that was like, um, are they in therapy? And then the answer was, no, they have a podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, if that's not the gosh darn truth. They're talking it out some way, you know? As long as yeah. they put the pieces together in their mind, why pay when you can just speak hey, it that's... with other people and other people give you the advice for free, you know? When there's family trauma to detect, unprofessional therapists must inspect. One thing on which we can connect the universal truth no family's perfect. Well, my family's perfect with Emily and Jordan. Good morrow, cousins, and welcome to Well, My My Family's Perfect. Perfect. I'm Jordan Quizno. I'm Emily Jones, and we are recording on a Friday. That's it. Friday the 13th, baby. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's that's why I'm bringing to you this (laughs) terrifying voice that I have. (laughs) This this rasp. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a a weird throat thing for like five days, and it just has remained consistent. Yeah, but it's it's not COVID, though. It's not COVID. Because I had heard that people who are getting COVID this time around are having throat issues. So when you first told me, like, I have a throat issue, I was like, fuck, this bitch has COVID. But she doesn't. No, because I have to get tested for um, some classes that I'm in. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm on top of it. But I am taking about 10 other things to try and make this go away. So it's Uh, been a blast. Oh, my God. Listen to that (laughs) gurgle. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why people listen to this podcast, for my voice specifically. Yeah. But I think it's clearing up as we're going. Shut like, up. Did you, no, no. Did you just hear that sentence? You sounded. I, I, <laughs> tell me, who do I sound like? What's? <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. Give me, give me. Okay, give me like a a line. A, yeah, give me something. Ready, go. I told you not to take my car keys, and what did you do? <laughs> Stole them out of my hands. I don't know. It's very deep. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kate Winslet oh. in like a. Kind of like a mayor of East Town, but not <laughs> like, like, like it's it's like Kate Winslet when she's really reaching for the depths of her range. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm picking up. Okay, well, I'll take that. Yeah, you should. I mean, all right. Well, how are you? You're yeah. not sick. Yeah, I. Woof. Let's knock on wood for that. So hopefully by the time this is out, I I'm will not, not knock on wood. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Hmm. Oh wow! She chose violence this morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, two two fifteen p.m. <laughs> this morning. Oh my gosh! Get out! Oh, there was somebody the other day that walked in at like three p.m. and I was like, "Hey, how are you?" And they were like, "Good morning, good morning." And I was like, "Good morning," and they were like, "Oh well, yeah." And I was like, <laughs> 3 p.m. My shift is almost over. Oh, my gosh. I love people. No, <laughs> um, I'm okay. It's throwing me a bit when we're recording this. Mm. The fact that it's a Friday is is throwing me a bit. Um, but, but damn it, I'll persevere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you're going to make it through this I, this podcast we well, do in, in your bedroom. <laughs> I Next to the comfort of my own bed. <laughs> my tall ass bed. Um, with too many pillows. Pillows. Um, truly, no, truly, I've never met another guy that had more pillows than you. Well, I mean, yeah, a, a true and B shout out Lauren and Gail, because if you think for one moment that I did any of this. No, but I think you've even removed two maybe because they used to come out 
past the midpoint of your bed. Well, see, here's the thing too. It depends on how you, how I make my bed because like when I flatten the pillows that I sleep on, uh-huh. it's not as far out, yeah. but well, when I stack them, then it's like the whole fucking We'll bed. post a photo of your bed because of my so bed. Oh my understand. gosh. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, and really give all the love to Gail and Lauren because they really, they really did it for me. No, but I'm good. Um, I was saying to somebody this week that it feels, I really do feel the thing, I don't know who they say it about, whether it's about LA or whether it's just about life in general, but how like days feel like weeks, mm. weeks feel like months, and months feel like weeks. Because yeah, this week felt forever. Every day around 2 p.m., I was like, God, it's only 2 p.m. Well, that's because there's no seasons here. Well, exactly. But then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit. Like, we were starting to talk about June. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll cross that bridge. But it's the middle of May already. Mm-hmm. And that that's crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy that we're already. Well, I actually had that same conversation with someone truly two nights ago. Did you really? Yeah, where I was like. I'm confused as what day it is. Like, sure. It all feels the same. Sure. Break it up, baby. Yeah. 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 How are you? Um, well, I'm a little disappointed in this throat thing that's going on because yeah. I am I am going to see my best friend uh Neil on in Portland this weekend. That's right. Live is, it up. Which Come is why on. we're recording on a Friday. That um, is. And so You're hectic, hectic. So let's just recap. So far, the cousins know you as that girl that went to <laughs> Vegas and met Gaga, that girl who went to all the Netflix as a joke concerts. Okay. And now that girl who jet sets on the weekend to see her girl in Portland. So you are really I, presenting a strong character. And if you saw me right now, you'd be like, God, she looks incredible. She's handling all of this travel and yeah, they really would think well. that because guess what? She's sitting in front of a nice microphone with headphones. And whatever. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I, she doesn't like it. She I don't hates like it. it. Don't she talk hates, about me. She hates. Don't it. talk about me on my podcast. She- <laughs> Don't out me like Don't that. Don't talk about me. No, it's because you. We all want to be the underdog. In the last like, <laughs> the last like month, you're like living the life of glamour. Shut up. Yeah, the life of glamour. Uh, I, but then, a- like, am I wrong? All week long, working. Listeners, tell me, am I wrong? All, no. No. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm moving on. I, sure. I'm making an executive decision. Right. That we're going to move into our first segment, which is, um, you can sing it because I can't. <laughs> oh, um, what is um. Perfect families of the world. Yeah, that's I think it. that's I think that's how you do it. That was good. Yeah, thanks. Um, Who's your perfect family? Since so you're... I picked the Apatow family, okay. like Judd. Yes. Okay. Who is married to Leslie Mann? I don't know oh, if they have a. I hy- forget that. Well, I don't think they have a hyphenated situation. I think the kids are are Apatow. Okay. Because the older one is on Euphoria. Young, the younger one acts too. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be an industry baby, I, huh? Well, I, I did. I I picked them because there were some like random like fluff pieces that were like, uh, what's the inside joke you have with your dad? Like, not there was nothing you yeah. know too crazy, but I was yeah. like, I, I did start reading about them, and because they were they were in a lot of his movies as kids too, okay. and how he he said something like, yeah, I put them in my movies, but they weren't even allowed to see them, and then. I never wanted them to be in anyone else's movies as kids because I didn't want them to like 
be be on set, be on set, or be kids in the industry. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you could say that, but like they are. <laughs> yeah, like they're fully in the industry, they're and fully... you are putting them in the industry. I was like, I, you could you could make that statement now, but that's they are hilarious. Both, like, like bring your daughter to work day. Yeah, and no, you no, just put... they were in the movies. <laughs> that's hilarious. But like, I just think, God, I'm so grateful that uh, I was not in industry kid i feel like i mean sure but think of no of course you have no no you wish you were a little bit well i mean yeah when you're trying to like when you're doing what we're doing and trying to like scratch and claw your way in it's obviously much easier to look at all of these shows and films and everything else and see all the industry babies and be like well that's an easy plug you know, sure. so of course, like when was, you're sitting on this side, what was the movie we were watching where it was like every single kid? It was like a coming of age movie. Um, was it Booksmart? Yeah, Booksmart. Yeah, where literally every single person in it. Like, it's like an industry. Yeah, baby or like adjacent because yeah. Well, but but even th- those people were like, I guess maybe hit their stride a little bit more, like maybe when they're early 20s for sure i'm talking about like industry kids yeah starting at such a young age i can't even think of that many that come out all right you know no or who that do it into if you start at that young of an age who continue to do it through your teens and your 20s and then into adulthood there's like very few that do yeah i mean wild wild stuff yeah no it is what who did you find i found (laughs) I found I think we need to to give some congratulations to Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> and what, Megan for, Fox for being in a relationship with Megan Fox. Well, for sure, yeah. for sure that no, but I okay, I have to pull it up because I didn't know that this was happening. He like made and directed a feature film. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and it premiered. It's called Good Morning. Morning spelled M O U R N I N G, and you know it's gonna say something. Oh, it's gonna be deep. And I read, I was reading this article, and I was like, oh my god, he wrote and directed, and supposedly, so the story goes, he wrote a movie based on a text that Megan Fox sent him right before she left to go on like a trip, and she lost service on her phone, and it cut out. So he was left with this like one text that he thought meant everything was going to end and when she got back they were going to have this big discussion and she was going to end it so while she was gone (laughs) allegedly he wrote a 150 page (laughs) script (laughs) (laughs) and so how he tells the story now is that when she got back home he presented her with this 150-page script, she sat down, read it cover to cover mm-hmm. without stopping, mm-hmm. and at the end said, is this the te- based on the text that I sent you before I left? Because that's ridiculous. You know what? This pisses me off. <laughs> I knew you were going to have feelings this about it. Me, I knew you were going to have feelings me off about it. Because I've been trying to have one single original thought <laughs> for like two months now yeah. and, and haven't come up with a damn thing and yet <laughs> machine gun kelly <laughs> who oh let's okay keep talking though but i want to also he, what refer he's to, a musician well yes he's a he's a he's a rock star but i want to okay. also refer to him as his um real name because that's how he's credited yeah, what's his in the film. name <laughs> what is it get out with maiden name i have to scroll keep talking phil I, no i just i'm like I, I've been trying so hard to come up with a good idea about anything and you know what colson baker got there before uh, you did 
This. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that one he, he is making me upset. Colson Baker. It's interesting that he... Actually, that's interesting that he chose to go with Colson Baker in the movie, like in the credits, because I remember when The Farewell came out and um, Aquafina was asked if she was going to stay as Aquafina or if she was going to use Nora... What's her last... I forget what her real last name is. Um, I don't know. Okay, well... <laughs> Encyclopedia anyway, over here. Uh-huh. Aquafina's real name is Nora. Nora from yeah. Queens. Right. She has a show that's, yeah. Anyway. Thank but, you. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. He's like, what's his name? Coles- Colson Baker. Colson Baker is in the yeah, film yeah. credits, but then who shows up to the red carpet? Machine but Gun Absolutely Kelly. terrifying looking. Machine Gun yeah. Kelly. There's probably like blood dripping from his mouth. Wasn't that a story where they like, like, Tried each other's blood or something. Uh, we do have the photo here that we can post, yeah, but well, you can also. Uh, <laughs> I can't get out. Okay, but that's actually kind of a fun suit. Shut up! <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> you should be. I'm choosing anger today. You should be choosing <laughs> anger. You should be choosing anger. I have a question for you sure. because this is also something I wanted to talk about based on what we had talked about last week. Because we went to well, I went to one of the Netflix as a joke, but you went to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I heard a lot of people talking about it this week <clears throat> at work and around, and then I was reading about it, this whole Netflix situation. Mm-hmm. They're really kind, They're really in a spot on trying to figure out where to move from here. Like we talked about last week on the podcast, it was weird to like be in this setting with all those commercials and be like, oh, but they're losing money. They're in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. This is really weird. And I read this article. It's on Vanity Fair, and it was discussing... It's a bunch of like quoted showrunners from Netflix Mm -hmm. and they're all talking about how um, how the reality is now from like what they were pitched, because I'm sure the cousins know multiple shows have been canceled. Um, Some of them only after a season or two. Those are only the big ones that you hear about. I mean, correct. So many. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it also is the season because everybody's cutting shows and whatnot. But it was interesting. There was a section couple of sections that popped out to me and one talked about how um netflix decides if a show is going to be successful within its first month on the platform Mm -hmm. and it's interesting too because the way they decide it is like their own inside metrics they're not using nielsen that everything else uses they're not using I mean, as you've probably seen, they have, like, number of hours watched. And, like, what does that mean? And this showrunner was discussing how there's no rhyme or reason why a lot of these shows get canceled. And when they do, it's tough because they're, like, so many shows spread because word of mouth. And this leads to my question. Mm. How do you, as the listeners, I'm curious to hear your comments after this episode, but also you, Emily, how do you catch shows like do you catch them immediately in the first month that they're out or does like word of mouth do you think word of mouth still has strength in this like modern era i would say that i used to do that i'm not as on top of watching like the hot new stuff right away anymore because i'm deep into the real housewives of beverly hills and that's what brings me the most joy but sure but that's um, also relatable because so is everybody else we all have our like comfort shows that we're in we're not all watching like the newest thing all day every day honestly i listen to a lot of podcasts and i listen to a lot of like pop culture podcasts Mm -hmm. and so like the the hosts that i 
really have come to like love and like admire their taste. Mm-hmm. If they're really raving about something, like I'm probably going to go watch it. Yeah. So that's that's mainly where I get mine, but I feel like a lot of people probably through social media more than anything, that's how it gets out like the fastest, right? Yeah. But then there's shows where it's like <laughs> like on Netflix, there like one of the top shows was that Is It Cake? Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah, or it was yeah. like, is this basketball a basketball or is or it is cake? Or is it cake? So yeah. it's like, does it matter if it's good? No. It's like, yeah. who's talking about it, you know? Yeah. And that top 10 is always like somewhat not relatable because you're like, okay, I know what like three of these are, but the other seven, you're like, what? They're, they're all different genres. So yeah. some I'm not even interested in, you know? Yeah. It, it was just, it was interesting to me because I was like, Within the first month, deciding the lifespan, just such a short, yeah, short time. If you were going week by week, that's not even four episodes. We're gonna ask our guests this question too because I'm because I'm curious. Yeah, it's interesting. It is because we also started that Severance show on Apple. Which mm-hmm. hello, word Watch of, <laughs> I know, fifteen minutes. <laughs> I know, and then I then we both got interrupted, and it was perfectly fine. But like. Again, that's another prime example. Everybody is talking about that show. A mm. shout out Dalton Bertoloni. He just told me about it again the other day. He was like, he was like, you need to watch this show. Like, I think you'll love it. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's late. That show's been out. The billboards are already down in LA. Yeah. You just trust different people too that you're like that watch a lot of stuff. Like, I think for a while I used to be that person for some people that was like, yeah. Have you seen this? And now I don't really think I am. But yeah, yeah, you, you know. You wanna you wanna stay in the conversation about yeah things too yeah that Netflix model it's uh, an interesting remember one. remember when you'd get the Netflix CD and the or the DVD in the mail sure oh, sure back in great. like the Redbox days Euphoric. too yeah now we just now it's just gonna now be we're robots <laughs> amen now it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting oh but I I think it's time to move on to segment number two yeah. which is what formative childhood memory are you haunted by this week Jordan yeah so. It's it's getting warm everywhere, and it's definitely getting warm in Los Angeles these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And my my windows face east, so when I'm in the bathroom in the morning, the sun is <laughs> unbelievable. But it's also like a greenhouse; like it's not a it's not yeah. a clear window, obviously. So the heat just sits and bakes mm. in there. So I go in to take a shower, and it's like. 90 degrees in the bathroom (laughs) so i'm sweating in the shower i'm sweating when i get out of the shower Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of um of going up to my grandparents house in uh lake erie which is like super northern ohio it's one of the great lakes if you don't know Mm -hmm. um because a lot of the houses up there on the lake don't have ac And so anytime we would go up there as kids, it was the same situation. The showers, you used to have to take like an ice cold shower just to try and cool your body off because you're just sweating the whole time. It's 90 degrees from dawn to dusk in, you know. So you moved somewhere where you could get that all the time. So I, yeah. And I moved into a place with central AC, (laughs) but it doesn't reach the bathroom well we can't have it all <laughs> oh my gosh it was just one of those things like looking in the mirror sweating after a shower going well were you kind of like god i look good like superhero like you know look like in the mirror hair, hair or what tom cruise hair is wet yeah. like a drip of sweat yeah. like i just fought, who just doesn't sm- who doesn't smize at themselves in the morning 
I do not. What? I don't. Come on, you don't look in the mirror and have no. to like pump yourself up to get like go out and deal with the day. That's a man thing. Well, maybe I'm gender you should, that. Maybe you should try it. No, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my lotion? I mean, yes, I'm always putting on, you know, cream as I'm doing it. <laughs> it's hell getting old. Cream is universal. Yeah. <laughs> Cream is universal. And what else is universal? Say it with me. Smile lines. Oh. I was like, I thought you were going to do the ass thing. Because my ass, what? Just, just won't quit. quit. Yeah, cousins, get used, get ready for that one. Because she's just going to start dropping that in throughout. Oh, God. What's haunting you, huh? Oh, well, I, I think it was because, so I have an app for my um, cycle great like for my period yeah, yeah and yeah. it sends me push notifications <laughs> which is a blast like doesn't matter what time of the month it is it's like oh you might be feeling angry today I'm like cool <laughs> and super bloated i'm like awesome thanks app um and so do you read that first thing in the morning too so do you think like mentally you're like you might be feeling bloated god damn i am feeling bloated I, no i i only think about the period app when I get my period. Okay. So then I put the date in. Got it. But it sends Just me push notifications. It? Yeah. What does the app do? What? Okay. So the, <laughs> so the it tracks your cycle. So right. like how long it is and if it's like irregular, Got like it. what your symptoms are. But okay. now it just sends me push notifications. So it's kind of like a whoop band, but for your menstrual cycle. Cycle. What's a whoop band? Like the thing that tracks like how you sleep and how you perform during yeah, the day. Yeah, Jordan, that's it. Um, <laughs> okay. And so I was, that had me. Th- I was like, look, got like some upsetting notification, and was like thinking about like when I got my period for the first time. And when I was a little kid, I was terrified of growing up. Mm-hmm. Which, well, naturally. I don't know. I, Aren't we all though? No, I don't think everyone is though. Oh. Thinks, like some people, are like, I can't wait to like be in high school and i can't wait to be in college yeah. and like you know like simba i just can't wait to be king baby that's right he, he said it first <laughs> and um and, and uh so i remember i was in the seventh grade and we were having people over for dinner mm-hmm. so you know we spent the day like getting the house like cleaned and like yeah. cooking and stuff and i went to the bathroom and discovered you know oh, the blood okay. and whatever and I remember being like, mom, like free. I, I was not like in movies. You see people being like, you're a woman now, <laughs> you know? And like, for me, it was like, <laughs> it was like, this is the worst day of my life. Oh my gosh. And, uh, was it like turning red? Um, the movie? Yeah, it was. Pic- That's yeah, why yeah. that movie was like, so on the nose. Yeah. Like, um, and I just, I just remember like, Having to go along with this dinner party being like, everything's changed. <laughs> Everything has changed. Hugh, Ed Sheeran, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm like eating a hot dog like, oh, God, there's no going back. What is life now? <laughs> <laughs> it's all down here from here. And, and reader, it was. It was all down <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, gosh. Ain't that the truth? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Says you. Says me. Uh, Let's bring on someone maybe who can relate a little bit more. Oh, my gosh. I think our guest is going to be able to relate to all of this. <laughs> uh, our guest this week was one of my first friends when I moved to L.A. That is true. She's a native Angelina with a feisty Pomeranian named Gucci, who hopefully might make an appearance. She's an actor, YouTuber, and content creator who, would you believe it, be loves to talk about her family. So we knew we'd love to have her on, and we were thrilled when she said yes. Please welcome to the pod, Laura Alatel. Hi. Welcome. Hey, Laura. Hi, lovely people. Hey. How are we? Oh, we're great. How are you? I'm peachy. 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 Where are we? Where are we? Let's tell the cousins where we are with you. We are currently in Agora Hills because I have to dog sit my lovely little grandmother of a Pomeranian and she's sleeping <laughs> under the bed like a like a gremlin <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not the feisty Pomeranian any when longer she's awake, when, she, when she's awake she will let you know that she is she's she is spirited. here to play she is I, the main I, character I, I, I know that we just brought you on, yeah. but I got to tell a really quick story about my dog. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. This is too good. So my dog, Sammy, passed away. Sad. Like a few weeks ago. Oh, like no. our family dog. <laughs> yeah. And it was really After how many years? 16. Oh, that's oh, a bless. deep loss. I know. So it was really, really sad. <laughs> and like, you know, we, we're, all, we're all getting through it. And, and the other day I was on the phone with my dad. And he was like, oh, well, I got to go. Got to go pick up Sam. And I was like, did you mean salmon? You got to go pick up like salmon for dinner? He's like, oh, no, Sam, her ashes are ready. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. walking through being like yeah no rashes are ready (laughs) the fact that he was like gotta go pick up sam like and like i didn't know that was the day they were picking up like it just was the delivery you know they were at the groomer still just oh we're at the vet just another day another day it's fine oh my gosh no it's funny it's yeah that's that's such a better experience than. Uh, <laughs> thank God Gucci's still alive. Sorry, sorry to rain on Gucci's parade. It's a better experience than I had because I, <laughs> my, I drove my mother to uh, to pick up oh Chloe. R.I.P. Oh no! But it's. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun way to start this it really uh yeah it wasn't as great as your dad being like yeah i just gotta go grab her real quick <laughs> brb it's a normal and day you say something like she'll be here when you get back and you're like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god talk about laughing through the pain well losing your dog of 16 years and what do you do <laughs> trauma gives you personality out. yeah <laughs> we talk about it on a podcast that's what we do oh my gosh that's it what was it on overheard la this week it was like um there was something that was like um are they in therapy and then the answer was no they have a podcast <laughs> yes yes i saw that. <laughs> i was like if that's not the gosh darn truth they're talking it out some way you know as long yeah. as they put the pieces together in their mind why pay when you can just speak hey, it that's... with other people and other people give you the advice for free you know that's, that's why, it that's why we're here 
That's we're too it. broke. We're too broke to afford. We therapy. have other things. We have other things to pay for. Damn it. <laughs> we have brunches to pay for. Oh. Oh. Overpriced coffee. As if we go to brunch. Well, Laura, I know I checked in with you a little bit because <laughs> didn't realize that not everyone has taken every personality test that's ever existed. Um, I but <laughs> yeah, but thankfully you were like, no, 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 I totally got this. Um, so we kind of want to ask you, like, what is your Myers-Briggs of the fam? Which is basically like, what is your role in the family? Like, where do you stand? Give us the, the rundown. The lowdown yeah. of the oh, immediate fam. Okay. Um, well, I'm the eldest to immigrant parents. So there's that whole little burden all in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love that. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> um, and I'm the first girl. So, you know, can't we can't win with that. And then my brother is the middle child and the king of life. And then we have my sweet little forgotten sister who is going to be a doctor. So she really just... Huh. Put a stamp on that. Um, <laughs> Not forgotten for long. No. She's going to be the doctor. No, coming back. She's with the golden vengeance. child. Yes, truly. Yes. Um, I don't know. In my in my family, I'm definitely the more the more charismatic of us three. Like whenever we go places, my siblings are very very quiet, very internal, and I'm just like the loudest spaz that just whatever first mm. thing comes into my mind I'll say, and mm. both of them just glare at me like, "Can you not?" And I'm like, "I'm so sorry. You're right. I should be more." more in tune with myself i feel like that's a little rare i feel like the oldest is usually a little bit quieter like like typically the youngest or the middle child is a little bit more like outspoken like they don't sure you know sure it's funny because with the three of us i definitely was the shyest as a kid i have the most anxiety and i used to have a stutter and then the other two were totally fine didn't have a didn't have an issue and then English wasn't my first language it was my fourth and I didn't learn it until I was five so I like to attribute that to like why I'm so loud and obnoxious now because now that I can speak it I'm like I will never be stopped you let's did, not you skip over that fourth language let's you not skip over that four <laughs> languages English being the most <laughs> recent give us a rundown on what those languages are um my parents like to fight over what my first language was, but technically <laughs> my first words were Spanish. So Spanish, I say, is my first language. Okay. Uh, and then a mixture of French and Arabic, but wow. not together. There was just like, I spoke all three languages at once because each adult in my life spoke each language to me. So I just thought, oh, it's in the same house. It must all be the same language. Like, why oh would gosh. they... Why would they all speak differently to me? Because I'm a child and I can't put that together. So, you know, my sentence would be like, Bonjour, quiero aquel um, ahorita. And it was just uh, like, yes. you know, somebody had to brilliant. piece it together. <laughs> we have a brilliant child. Nobody celebrated that. Nobody was no, like. No, my mom was like, oh, God, we messed up. Then, oh my gosh. Because you were what, like four or five? Yeah. Speaking four different languages? Mm-hmm. And then when I, I went mean, to preschool, they were like, oh, what is, what did you just give us? Why can't she, what oh is she gosh. saying? And so uh, I had to learn English off of Disney movies and my neighbors and all that stuff. And uh, and as time went on, I was like, what, is, what are you all saying? Like, what is this you're, you're speaking to me about? Like, I don't comprehend. And um, yeah. 
and so my parents were like, okay, we're not going to do this with the other, with the other two kids. Absolutely not. So they taught them English first. And, uh, I think they, I think they were better for it. You know, do they speak as many languages as you? My, we all speak almost the same. Well, I, I know six now because I took Italian and sign language in college (laughs) because why not? (laughs) You're dealing with a couple of idiots. Oh my God. You're dealing with a couple of dumb white people over here. <laughs> I didn't do well in them, okay? If that makes you feel better. I was a struggle bus. I don't but, uh, you, still, you still are confident enough to say, I now speak six. I don't even sit here saying like, well, I did take uh, three years of Spanish, so I got two on my resume. No! No! I can, Puedo ir al baño. That's about oh, it, huh? It's beautiful. Okay. Look at you go. Oh, man. You Emily go. was shocked by that, too. I, I, saw, really I, saw, I saw her eyes go wide, and I was like, yeah, bitch, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. Come on. Oh, I recently had a, an exchange with a, a a Lyft driver and she looked at me and was like and asked if I spoke Spanish, like very hopeful. And I was I, I, like it was like 7 a.m. I was heading to the airport. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I don't. And she was like, like the disappointing look she gave me. I was like, oh, it's, a, it's all right. Yeah, wow. uh, I should have tried harder. You really let her down. I Did know. you hit her with that? Like, oh, I'm really sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I my white guilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. She was yeah. like, lay it, it on thick. It was out and about, oh but she gosh. was lovely. Great, <laughs> great. She doesn't think the same of you. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Oh boy. Oy they. Okay, so Laura, back to Laura. She speaks six languages. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for you to be uh, nervous about being on here because you're already smarter than both of us. Oh my gosh, it's by true. far. True. <laughs> I am a, I'm a mess. My siblings, so, okay, speaking of the Enneagrams, okay, my siblings always tell me, like, thank God you're the oldest because we know what not to do in our lives. And I'm like, oh, good. You're welcome. <laughs> you're so welcome. Like, I am the experimental child to no extent like my parents really really Mm -hmm. tried on Mm -hmm. me there and then everything you can think of I never got to do but both my siblings got to do like I couldn't (laughs) get my license until I turned 18 the moment they turned 15 and a half okay let's go to the DMV and like my brother and I are three years apart so like literally the moment I finally got my license my dad was like okay let's go and I was (laughs) murderous blood like red in my eyes i was like are you kidding me right now i what unbelievable you You just had to get the ball rolling you know what they were like laura's got to get this party started and all right well now that she's done it we feel comfortable to do it better with the other two but you don't understand this because i sure don't because i got all the benefits of my parents (laughs) having 10 years to deal with my i feel like i've even heard from from your sisters at one point that mean like oh jordan you know of course i mean (laughs) well you're the baby right I am the baby by yeah. by far, by like 10 or 11 years to my oldest and seven or eight years to my Ugh. middle. Yeah, 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 no, because when you're the oldest, you're like, first of all, I've worked in childcare for so many years mm. and parents are Saint. so worried about messing their kids yes. up or like doing the wrong thing. And so it really is kind of an experiment for the first child, especially but then as the eldest child, you're also like, I feel this pressure to be yeah. the best. And so then when they get to the second child, they're like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. like Ryan, yeah. Ryan, my little brother. Oh, my God. The rules were so different for each of us. They are. 
They are. I'm sorry. I, th- I think <laughs> I Jenna like should also... sit in this chair and join uh, join the two of you eldests because you're really just talking to her right now. <laughs> just the trauma that we've endured. But I feel like it's also very different from being like the eldest girl to the son, you know, because it's like, oh, well, boys can do whatever they want because it's less repercussions or mm-hmm. at least, I don't know if that's how it is in my culture. <laughs> Gotta Wolf. protect this perfect little flower. <laughs> Get out. Get out with the perfect Can't little flower. Can't be damaged flower. goods ever. Oh, my Must gosh. be. Picture perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> All right, you two, oh. ganging up or, on me. Or making him uncomfortable. Ugh, I'm going to start sweating again. Ew. <laughs> me always. Me always. <laughs> the one thing I do appreciate from my parents, though, was, like, the... Uh, the singular trauma that all three of us did endure was having uh, a unibrow until we were all 13. (laughs) (laughs) There was nothing that thought like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. (laughs) We all had had the upper lip hair. My mom shaved my body when I was eight years old. Like she was fine with that. But the unibrow, she was like, no. This is who you are. And I'm like, who, what? A caterpillar? You want me to be like this with the you're white like, Americans in my class? Absolutely not. You're like, and, I, as a second grader, I need silky smooth legs. Yes. But, but, yes. but, but no, I can I'm still have this. this caterpillar. And the bleached the bleached upper lip hair that like glistened in the light oh, when it uh, when it you're preaching to the choir yeah absolutely oh, yeah Emily it was a great time a bleached lip <laughs> yes it was a great time uh but yeah <laughs> my mom <laughs> my mom was like no at 13 all of you can have two eyebrows and i was like why <laughs> of all the things we've chosen in this world why? I even Most like begged her. Dead. You have to go through twelve years on this godforsaken planet <laughs> with a unibrow. I even told her to my siblings. I was like, "Please let Fauzi and Lucy have two eyebrows at the age of eight. I was like, "Please, if you don't want them to cry like I did, do this for them." She goes, "No, they can shave if they want." And I'm like, "Why are you giving them a razor?" But not the tweezers. Like, very different. Very different. Most 13-year-olds get their ears pierced. You got to have your eyebrow waxed. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Eyebrow. Eyebrow. (laughs) (laughs) One brow. Into two. Oh, my gosh. That was a beautiful day, though, I bet. I bet. Well, I bet you were like, wait, this hurts a lot. But also. It was so painful. That had to be a situation. Oh, my God. My mom did it, too. In Lebanon, she, like, held me down on our couch with my cousin. And uh, she, my co- oh, my cousin did it. She threaded my eyebrows. And oh, it was wow. a deplorable day in my life. I was like, I don't need this. You're right. I was not strong enough at 13 or at 8 to handle this. I will keep my unibrow. Your and mom- uh, it was a your, terrible day. <laughs> your mom's pointing at your little siblings going like, look at her. Do you want yeah. that? Are you and sure? As she's got you pinned down like, see, take a look. Yeah. Oh. What was God. even worse was like she was like digging her nails into my hand and she was like, Be strong for them. They'll watch you. And I was like trying not to cry as my brother and sister are like hovering over me, watching this monumental moment in my life. And I was trying not to like have a tear trickle down my face. And I was like, You're right, I have to be strong for them. <laughs> Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, that is <laughs> traumatically gorgeous. <laughs> would you, so, you say, know. <laughs> would you say, uh, I mean, I, as we move into our next segment, which mm-hmm. is single issue voter family edition, would you say that uh, the eyebrow waxing was the 
the hardest thing that maybe your family's had to deal with, or we're gonna go in a different direction. Could you imagine? It all stopped at thirteen. <laughs> it Once all stopped I had at thirteen. <laughs> I was golden. I felt like an American. Um, I w- oof. I wouldn't say that's the hardest. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, hmm. Oh, maybe more well, like the. We're gonna go the, dark now. Yeah, source of conflict. That um, you still deal like with. between us or. Yeah, yeah. Like something life. that you like still like something that still is ongoing today that you just you know every time you're like hmm there it is again it's brought really? back up. Well, hmm. I would like to say like a lot of my personality also came from okay it's gonna get dark for a second like post nine eleven I was mm-hmm. eight when it happened and both my parents are from Lebanon. And uh, we're Catholic, and we live in a very white suburban area. Like, we didn't have my my classmates were ninety five percent white children, yep. blonde hair, blue eyed, and mm. they made fun of me for years. And then when nine eleven happened, like so many parents wouldn't let the kids hang out with us, or like they would make mean comments to my mom in passing, or like my I remember my karate dojo. They all said these things like, oh, it's your people that we can't, it's because of your people we can't fly anymore. My mom's like, first of all, wrong country. Second of all, not appropriate to say. Third of all, like, I'm paying you right now. We can leave. Um, Yeah. And my mom always telling us, like, you always have to be polite. You always have to be super nice. Like, you can't let your emotions get the best of you in these these certain situations. And I was like, no, you're totally right. And, like, at eight years old, I was like, I must be the friendliest person. I have to be, like extra bubbly like I can't have people think that I could be a possible threat because like every time people ask me where I'm from they always go oh you're not covered or oh I get it you know 9-11 like I wouldn't be a Muslim either I'm like first of all oh my god you can't say that second of all I'm born and raised Catholic third of all like you're eight you're an idiot like (laughs) how can you say things like this um and it's even now at 28 I still get people saying those things to me and I'm like that's not how that works, you guys. Like, I wouldn't want to be a white man in this country shooting up schools, but here we are. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the, aud- yeah. the audacity. I mean, it's yes. It's, uh, yeah. But, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's dark, but I'm sitting here in a lighter way thinking <laughs> Laura has the best superhero origin story <laughs> because this eight-year-old spoke six languages was Smooth in a legs. was in a karate dojo and we have the scenes of her uh. harnessing her powers being pinned down by her mother and shaving that brow i really think we have something on our hands here marvel i'm ready to talk yeah your, your trauma is gonna make the next superhero this is you should get in touch with machine gun kelly i heard that he's writing scripts now (laughs) sorry she was drinking water i'm so sorry spit take oh our first one my family spit take oh yeah wow yeah it's a terrible time to take a sip oh wow yeah he 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 cranks out 150 pages in a weekend i've heard something my adhd could never do oh man alive wow (laughs) oh boy well anyway all right so anyway (laughs) so anyway here we are just making light so uh, laura's trauma so I'm... trauma makes personality, you guys. If I didn't have this, I wouldn't be funny. 
what I tell myself every day. <laughs> you know, I did have a friend who his favorite quote was "Misery makes memories," and uh, Wait, that's I, not what? the truth. How old was this person? What? <laughs> Which friend said this? This was Johan. Oh, okay. I picture <laughs> you were like, "Well, my best friend in seventh grade always says." <laughs> is that <laughs> what, is that how I sounded too? Is that how I fucking sounded? <laughs> Get <you>. out. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely porky pig out. voice just. Oh my, thank you oh my gosh wow no no it was johan who said that on a hike in sequoia as we were all dying halfway oh. up the mountain and he turned around in all his glory and said boys misery makes memories remember that and i said wow and thus here we are writes it down oh absolutely tattoos it <laughs> lower back tat Ooh, oh my God. Nice. the tramp stamp. Yeah, that's yes. it. From Misery makes memories right above the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're sorry. Oh we are boy, we're off the rails today. It. This is the Friday energy. Friday the thirteenth. Friday thirteenth energy. Ooh, and here I was scary. thinking, nothing bad has happened thus far. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we're here to change that. Oh my God. Well, I Laura, I mean, like I. First of all, thank you for sharing that because, like, that's something, like, clearly that's really awful, mm -hmm. like, that you had to deal with as a kid. Yeah. That clearly I cannot even fathom, yeah. like, experiencing that. So no. thank you for, first of all, just, like, sharing that with the cousins, you Absolutely. know? As I turn dark, as I turn things dark. But, yes, thanks for listening. <laughs> no, you turn things real. You were vulnerable. That's what this whole thing's about. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and well, and like you said, being the eldest and kind of having to take the brunt of things anyway, mm -hmm. like having to take the brunt of that and like yeah. going forward into the rest of your life, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. setting the example for your younger siblings too. Like, that's just a, that's like a that's, lot. That's tough. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, how you, you mentioned having a lot of anxiety. Like, do you think that's like, um, yeah, know, that that added that that added oh. to it because that's another thing yes. that they dealt with, but in a different way. You very specifically like lived through it. They were much younger than you were yeah. at the time, mm -hmm. so they just kind of grew up in that version of America where you had yeah. like a before and an after. Yeah, I I mean when I think about it, I've always been very anxious, but I think it's also because of the the language barrier that I had, like nobody could understand me mm. when I would go to places, just not understanding English, being in school and things like that. And just trying to comprehend what teachers were telling me. And, uh, and always just feeling like I was 10 steps behind and kids not liking me or, you know, making mm. fun of me and things like that, even before the whole 9-11 thing, but like not fitting in always made me overthink like what can I do what should I be doing why am I so different like why are my parents here like why did they just stay in Lebanon and things like that so I think a lot of it kind of factors together and my sister and I talk about it often where kids were also very cruel to her her unibrow game you guys if you could see a photo was worse <laughs> oh, than no. mine so they were so she had also like a pretty ruthless ruthless time with that but we always talk about like how like kids never like, no boys had a crush on us growing up. Like, we were the epitome of a troll doll. Like, we always tried everything oh, when we looked at... <laughs> if you, you saw our photos, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I can see it. But, um, 
I'm okay saying that. But um, <laughs> but well, you're talking to two hotties, clearly. Yeah, yeah, growing yeah. up, Jesus. Look at you guys, little yeah. little cherub angels. That's it. The that's, cherubs. That's it. The cherubs. A couple of cherubs. <laughs> you also, though, growing up, had this like something I know about you is that you were yes based in L.A., but you were also going back to Lebanon every year so there was this like split dynamic of like what was you have these kids at school that are saying these mean and horrible things but also then you're going back to lebanon and you have whatever that was like for you and all of that going on in the body of an eight-year-old who does karate and speaks six languages (laughs) like there's just so much happening there <laughs> my body's <laughs> I'm always at war with myself basically um it's never peaceful in here let me just tell and, you and you're and you're in uh, in the arts so that's oh, yeah, right. great. Let's just add that layer oof add that to a middle eastern girl I didn't choose to be a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer I chose to be an actor mm. I'm ashamed oof. to the family so again i'm everything what you should not be doing as the eldest so you're all welcome brother and sister you're all welcome (laughs) (laughs) well because we have the we have the doctor set up what's your brother he is business he has my dad's or he's gonna get my dad's business when he retires so great an entrepreneur and a doctor and well sorry an actor (laughs) i could have been a lawyer and i chose not to be so you know i played myself you could have rounded the family out Ugh, I know. Forget the engineering. My brother was wanted to be an engineer, so it could we could have been a triple threat. We could have been the triple threat, and here you we are. We could have been the perfect, perfect family. Because I'm know. sure then you wouldn't oh. have had any issues, right? No. Oh, none whatsoever. Of, of course not. <laughs> Ooh, I could have been the next Amal Clooney, you know. But here I am, <laughs> hey. dog sitting my grandmother of a Pomeranian. Two different you know lives what? we lead. Someone's got to watch the Pomeranian. <laughs> she really is important. <laughs> So that was such a straight face, too. It is true. You know what? It's a tough job. I'm sorry. I'm a little gruff today. <laughs> gruff. I've made We're sacrifices. And goofy you know? today. Forget war crimes. <laughs> I have a Pomeranian that pooped on the floor this morning. So, you know, I'm all Clooney. Come at me. Um, Lovely. But no, yeah, what you were saying, I, I would spend every summer in Lebanon growing up. And in the last couple of years, we've done it like every other year or so. But it was it was very nice to just kind of be around people that were very similar to me, you know, where it just mm. felt for once like everyone looked like you. Everyone spoke like you. Everyone had the same mentality as you because my parents, as much as they try to assimilate here, you know, like you still have your culture and your heritage and your background that's still very much they want to give to their kids so I never felt very much like an American until I went to college but going to Lebanon in the summers I was like this was exactly where I was supposed to be and then you know going back to America for the school time I was just like oh okay here we are again you're like thinking every time you're feeling like out of place at school here like you're thinking about Lebanon you're like yes uh, but it would be so different there. like Exactly. And, like, the cousins would always say things to, like, backhanded. Like, oh, well, she's an American now. Of course she won't do this. Or, oh, it's because you're mm. an American. You know, like, because my parents got to leave the country during the war and things like that. So, I mean, obviously our lives are a little bit different than my, than my family that is still there because we're the only ones out here. But, like, and then for a moment you have that moment of, oh, I don't really belong here either. Cool. Like I'm kind of just floating in a, in the limbo land trying to see which country or which 
land will accept me fully and then they kind of don't so it's it's like a little a little knife in your heart you know oh, to get even oh darker <laughs> do you did, were your parents ever like um, really vulnerable with you growing up about like how much maybe they missed Lebanon and like you know I, like if if you were feeling that way like maybe like with all my cousins and uh, the rest of your family being there like and longing for parts of that like were you, were your parents um vocal about missing them a lot too they were but because we would go back every summer it wasn't like it was too long of a time period for them to be like oh like the good old days you know because we'd only mm-hmm. have nine months here and then three or like two to three months in Lebanon and all of their friends came here. So they have a lot of their own, um, you know, like their own childhood as well here. So we grew up with all the first gen kids and they get to stay with their friends. So it's kind of like not having the family was a little bit hard. My, both my parents have like rather large families. Like my dad has four sibling, four sisters. And then my mom has, okay well she's the smaller one has like two siblings but um like everyone is super close the villages all know your names like they all know who you are and whenever we go they're like oh you're not from here oh you're the american you must be richard's daughter and it's like they piece it all together it's because like you know it everyone knows everyone's business so i wouldn't say they miss it too much they do definitely miss like the good old days as i think every parent does Mm -hmm. when like kids listened more or like they weren't so so headstrong like back in my day i would never have done this to my parent and i'm like okay but you but you did (laughs) like i know you did i know your personality (laughs) you did Um, in different ways yes yes. like i got this from one of you so well clearly And one thing about Laura is that she makes a lot of really hilarious videos on Instagram, TikTok, and a lot are inspired by your family, right? A lot of stories, like like detailing different stories. And um, where did you kind of get that idea to like go in that direction? Because it's it's pretty awesome. (laughs) It's great. Um, I. Okay, so funny thing is, I had a different TikTok account that I was, like, re- reviewing movies about um, during oh, the yeah, pandemic. Oh, yeah, the real ones remember yes, that TikTok yes, account. Yes, the rated <laughs> that's, Laura. Um, that's right, yep. The OG. Yep, yep. And um, I was just so bored during the pandemic. I was like, everybody was watching movies and films. So I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I decided uh, I wanted to branch out and talk about, like, everyone always says that my life is such a joke. Like, and they say that in a <laughs> endearing way. They really do. Because, like, just the most obscure and random things happen to me that have to be written by somebody. And I'm like, no, this is just, like, an everyday in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I made an account. I made a second account. And I was talking about, well, oh, my parents were getting, it was their anniversary. There we go. It was their anniversary of when they had first met. And uh, during the pandemic, I was 26, turning 27. And my mom was 27 when she married my father and uh and she just looked at me and she goes when are you going to get married and I was like it's hard it's a pandemic like I don't know what you want from me and she like I can't meet people and then she looked me dead in the eyes and she goes I met a husband in a war what's your excuse and I was like it's hard out here and so then I like made that as my first TikTok ruthless didn't even blink she goes I met a man in a war and I was like, okay, first of all, different lives, different lives. Um, 
And I thought that was like the greatest line ever. So that was my first TikTok on that account. And I had forgotten to put it on private just so like my friends could see it. And it literally blew up. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Here we are. <laughs> this is oh, it. Oh, okay. no. This is it. <laughs> and I was like, I guess we have s- stories to tell. So uh, that's kind of just where it went. My mom found out that I had made the TikToks. <laughs> Oh, with her in it i was gonna say we we want i want that story yeah. of like how because now this the tiktok life of laura is yeah. is um lol we love LOL. um <laughs> is really about like stories of your family yes. did they how did they how did it go over when you like sat everyone down at dinner and you said i'm an influencer. hey guys <laughs> i'm an influencer on tiktok and what I'm using is stories of you. Were they all like, Laura, that's great. Thank you, <laughs> you so <know>? much. <laughs> Let's raise exactly a glass to Exactly how Laura. it happened. Oh, my goodness. Champagne and all. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, I, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, doing, doing nothing during the pandemic. And my mom just comes into my room and she just opens the door as mothers do. And she just stands there. And just looks at me, and I was like, oh, God, what do you want? And then she's just looking at me, and she goes, oh, you're here? And I was like, oh, where else would I be in this pandemic? And she goes, I got a text from my friend. And I was like, why are you using this threatening voice? Like, do you want me to respond to them for you? Like, what's going on? She goes, a story of me. And I was like, oh, God, no. No. And she's just looking at me, she goes, you're making fun of me? And I was like, no, see, people really like you. Like, I'm not mocking you, I'm sharing. <laughs> you're, like, you're an icon, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Precisely. supporters. And I was like, first of all, you're going to like this in a moment. And uh, she didn't know how to work TikTok, but she had just seen, like, her friends laughing. Like, oh, my God, Angel, you're so funny. Like, I can't believe you did this. And so, like, she thought they were mocking her. And then I played the video for her. And uh, it was the story about, like, old McDonald's. And uh, her finding out that <laughs> Americans use different noises for the animals as opposed to, like, what she learned in Lebanon. <laughs> and uh, we were at Mommy and Me class when I was a wee little lass. And, uh, you know, they're singing. And they're talking about the dogs. And my mom went, ow, ow, for a dog. Because in Lebanon, <laughs> that's what it is. And everyone in the Mommy and Me class was like, Angela, it's bark, bark, or wolf, wolf, or something like that. And my mom was like, no, you have different noises? And she, like, lost her mind and thought it was the funniest thing in the world and called everyone. And so that was, like, the second video that blew up on my account. And uh, and my mom was like, oh, they really like me. And then every time I talked about her, her friends would send her videos and she'd be like, I know because of me, you're becoming popular. And I'm like, I need your, I need your ego. You almost threatened me a moment prior. Like I need your uh, ego to get back down here. Oh. How, how so, quickly it goes from I'm upset about this to well, I'm, I'm a star. Yeah. I'm a star. Without she me, really, you would be nothing. Basically, this woman really just embodies that. Um, Angela <laughs> Tell just the really... Only- the old McDonald makes me like immediately was like a Mean Girls like like the movie a moment where they're like that's not what we say we say yeah. bark bark like I <laughs> we're never gonna Get make fetch right. happen yeah like, literally <laughs> this is what I pictured oh my god so then like I was thinking there's so many first gen moments like immigrant stories that my siblings and all of our friends have all had an experience I'm like I wonder if Americans have like the same thing but they clearly they don't 
And everyone in the comments is always like, oh my God, I never even thought of that. And so it was very nice to like give an introspective kind of point of view. And a lot of people really thought it was funny and they really admired it. And they're like, oh my God, I never thought of it like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Like you're all seeing, you're all using this cute little story to expand your mind for like 0.5 seconds. And that's what we're here for. And uh, yeah, my mom was very happy with that. (laughs) It's a way for you to also like, kind of blend these two worlds that you grew up with, right? Where yes. you're like mm-hmm. living yes. in California and like the rise of social media and everything. And yes. then also like your family in Lebanon and like as an artist, like being able to make comedy out of this, like like out of your reality. I mean, I yeah. think not only are you opening up people's minds, but it's also like giving everybody a chance to like see who you are and like how funny yes. you are and like who could have predicted that that would be like, like the thing is like using these embarrassing stories growing up that like you struggled with, like whether it like being different or like the unibrow and you're able to channel it into like this amazing platform. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's been very interesting. And people like connect with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all actors. So like the thing for us at least is like, you know, we try and think of the characters and different mindsets and like how, each character, although they're different, and like, how can we make them close to us so that we can embody them the same? So, like, in my mind, it's always kind of been like that for me. Like, oh, okay, like, using or walking another person's shoe. Cool. But I've also realized, like, so many people don't do that. So if you give them an opportunity or a chance to kind of think outside of their own mind, like, how much more powerful that platform could be that's why like so many actors have such moving performances is because everyone is like oh my god like I see myself in them Mm -hmm. but yet like how could they have done something so drastically different you know it's 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 something that we do in our art no wonder your mom is proud of you what a point (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word but (laughs) what is the the like diciest story that you've um made into a TikTok like about your family made the most waves yeah that, that, that you were like this could go over this well could this could be could another <laughs> mom in the doorway scenario um oh god there was one that she did not like and she made she made me very aware that she did not like it uh oh I can't remember it I had talked about what was it oh my god I can't even remember I know I put you on the spot. Yeah, she really did. Put you in the hot seat. Oh my god. Um it was obviously something about her. Oh, like dieting or something like that. Something you know every teenage girl goes through. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and like how in my culture like they and and in America, look at the media. They're all like, "Oh, you should be as skinny as possible. Oh, how to lose 10 pounds in 5 days." Kim Kardashian, Met Gala. Um yep. but like back in a teenage years when I used to compete for Irish dancing and things like that, my mom wouldn't let me eat so I could jump higher in her mind. And so like she would starve me for the entire day and uh, tell me like, you can huh. eat after you've won the competition. And I'm like, I don't like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I have to perform like five more dances. I can't do this. And, um, and everyone was, my mom got so upset. She goes, they may, they think that I didn't want you to eat. And I was like, you, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you literally That's wouldn't let me eat precisely for the, the entire truth. day. Um, and she got so fun. She goes, "My friends all think that I starved you," and I'm like, "You, you did. <laughs> like, <I don't, laughs> like you did." You're like, you're like, take that info. You know, I'm maybe just, digest it. 
but also things like being skinny and things like that like my mom would always be like okay I think that's enough food for you now and I'm like okay first of all mm. I will bite your hand second of all like don't touch my food <laughs> um and she got so offended she goes now I look like a bad guy I'm like no every like for the most part like everyone kind of goes through this phase because that's what the media tells us to do and yeah what Especially society women. expects yeah. us to yeah for us women and you know guys too um yeah but, but yeah, we my just mom need to be bigger not please or yeah and yeah. my mom was not pleased. She was like, I look evil. I'm like, that's stretch. Well, it's <laughs> funny, though, it's because it's like you also can't totally anticipate what she's going yes. to find. Like, yes. Like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That puts me in a positive yes. light versus like, I don't want people to know that about me. And that's yeah. where it gets hard. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. I stopped it's a razor's making... edge. Yes, it is. And I stopped making content for a while, too, after she got so angry. And I was like, okay, well, now I have to censor myself. And I know, like, none of my videos are malicious, obviously. But I'm just like, oh, if I have to deal with this at home, like, I don't want to deal with it. Or, like, my mom's friends would text me about, like, all these things. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, this is supposed to be a fun little thing. Like, I need you to calm down. You know, people took things out of context. Yeah. And I was like, it's one minute. I can't tell a life story in one minute. Like, I need y'all to just... Reel it in. Reel yeah. it in. You're like, I didn't know that you were going to be on TikTok, Mom. So, yes. uh, and all yes. of your friends. And all of your friends. They all follow me. So whenever I post a TikTok, my mom goes, remember, they follow you. I'm like, is this a threat? <laughs> Are oh, you welcome, threatening me? Welcome to our world, too. Oh, because uh, now with this podcast, like... <laughs> Uh, it's the same thing where like yeah. a yes, lot of families. our parents and our parents friends are all listening absolutely which yes. we appreciate but you know sometimes things get taken uh it's true yes and it it yes. makes me think of i love the movie crazy rich asians and it makes me think of that it's not the opening scene but like the scene when you see the mom with all of her friends for the first time because they're yes. all getting the texts that like mm -hmm. the son and they all sit there and all of her friends are seeing the text and they're like <gasps> and then all of a sudden they all look at her and they're like so he's bringing a date to the wedding <laughs> That's exactly what it reminds me of. Everybody, all of your mom's friends, like, watching your TikToks, and then they bring them back to her, and they're like, yes. so, you didn't know to say bark, bark? <laughs> it's precisely that scene, like, embodies my life. That and, like, my big fat Greek wedding, if you've ever seen it, those yep. two movies. Oh, like, yeah. <sighs> Representation matters, you guys. Yes, That's it. it really does. It really does. I don't care if it's Greek. But I was it say, is to the the Greeks. <laughs> I don't care that it's Greek. Levin, or the Middle East is so similar. If I ever date a white man again, we'll see how that goes out. I am making him watch that movie, and I'm going to tell him this is important. You study it. <laughs> study it now. Strong cinema. Once again, we can collab with Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your story. He'd be the perfect vessel to get your Colson. familial oh story God. out there. Colson, <laughs> let me give you my. Colson, I'll shoot you a DM. Baker. Yeah, Colson I can't. Baker. I'll DM you. Yeah, Colson. Colson Baker. What? I've never met a Colson. Well, talk to his parents. Damn okay. it. <laughs> Write him a letter. <laughs> if you're listening, email us, <laughs> Ms. Baker. <laughs> we have things to say. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Well, Laura. We, I feel like I know so much more about you. I know so much Absolutely. more about 
your family and I want to watch every video you've I, I deleted TikTok off my phone but now I you brave woman I want to re-download it yeah okay but I will say the good ones because I'm not on TikTok either because I'm old but um <laughs> all get, the same age get out don't ever get download out. it <laughs> get out it's the smile lines anyway um the good ones the strong ones must make it to Instagram because I still yes, see them yes. on yeah I see them on I the put gram. them on my reels yes yes yeah yes, the I millennials love a gram well, I prefer uh, Instagram, but here we are. It's all it's all hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's all setting the that world ablaze. That being said, follow us at Well My Family's Perfect <laughs> That's on it. Instagram and Life of Laura L O L. Well, Laura, I, I feel like now it's the time where we uh, Jordan and I get to vote on if your family is perfect based on the information that you shared with us. Sure. Um, and I gotta say, I'm gonna uh, my vote is no. Of course, because. Yes. And, and thank God, because we get all this incredible Oh my God, content. this incredible <laughs> content. You went through so many years of trauma to have incredible content and an unbelievable origin story. I can't, welcome. we got to get to some exec because, yeah, I mean, Anyone know an exec on. out there? Anybody? I have a TV show already for you guys. You don't this even have to it. write it. I got it. I this got is it. some Shang Chi bullshit, like a yes. fighter by the age of eight in a karate <laughs> dojo, speaking six languages. Oh my god, man! Machine well, gun, Coulson, well, get ready. Laura, are there any? Um, let people know where they can find you. Like, what is your TikTok, Instagram, or anything you want to plug to the cousins out there? Um, if you guys want to listen to all my lovely little trauma stories, you can. Hmm. Yeah, on TikTok and Instagram, it's Laura Eltel. I'm not going to even try and spell that. E-L-E-T-E-L. Just kidding, I did. Um, also on YouTube, but everything is linked in my bio. So if you find one, you found them all, basically. That, and that is the mark of a good zillennial. Yes. Zillennial? I think, I think we are zillennials, aren't we? What? Aren't we I'm zillennials? I think I'm, I'm the last of the millennials. I'm okay. too baby. old to know that We're term. We're zillennials, Jordan. I think, millennial, I, think, I think Gen Z starts in 96. Oh, well. Because my brother and sister are technically... Damn it, didn't make the cut there yeah. either. Okay, I might be a zillennial. <laughs> 96, my ass. You're I'm not 95. 96. Yeah. I thought it was... I thought that was the cusp. Uh, I don't... I, could you be. know what? I don't attack wrong. me on my podcast, Jordan. <laughs> not in my place of work. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to HR. Well, uh, as always, we close with an inspirational quote about... Boy, you picked a humdinger this week. I did. Uh, uh, by the man who wrote Pygmalion. Yes, 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 Mr. George Bernard Shaw. If you cannot get rid of the family skeleton, you may as well make it dance. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> wow, I yes. felt that one deep. Yeah, I felt that one. Yes. Well, uh, let that take take you, Laura, into your weekend and the <laughs> listeners into their Tuesday. Uh, that's wherever. it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, if yeah. anything crazy happens this weekend. Don't blame us, okay? Because we didn't get to talk about it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry about it. We're behind. Uh, this was a blast. This was goofy. This was fun. Thank you, Laura, for Thank being you. vulnerable and sharing your darkness, but also your light. We. Oh. <laughs> and now we're going to praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>
All right. Well, oh, um, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. We all know the Vatican, too, huh? A couple of Catholics oh, in here. Oh, well, boy. All right. Oh, all right, cousins. Well, that's, that's a, it. That's a wrap here with our lovely guest, Laura. Uh, make sure you have your notifications turned on. Right. Make, hit that bell. Yeah. Leave us a review. Um, and we will see you next week. And answer that question earlier on how you consume content. Oh, yeah, sure. All oh, right. don't you sure me. All right. <laughs> Catch you next time on Well, My Family's Perfect. Perfect. Bye. Bye. <laughs> roll your don't roll your eyes about the ice capades. It was a very good living. Sister Act Two. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right.